Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. For those who may be joining for the first time or um, wondering what this is, my name is Joe Zank. I am the pastoral leader of three Catholic parishes in the uh, Diocese of Green Bay. I am a lay Catholic minister, and uh, every day, Monday through Friday, I read the gospel of the day and uh, make a few comments on it, and we pray one decade of the rosary. So uh, that is what we'll be doing. Usually it takes about 15 minutes, give or take. So if you are here, uh, newly with us, we welcome you. And those who are uh, still following and have been for a while, we thank you for your loyalty. We thank you for joining together to dig deeper into the Word of God. That's so wonderful. So today we have a feast day. We're going to step aside from Matthew chapter 13, which we've been following for a while, and all those parables and the explanations of parables that we've been hearing. And today we will move to the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 19 to 27. So John 11, 19 to 27, as we celebrate the feast of St. Martha, and you will understand why this Gospel was the selection for today. So let's hear the Word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother, Lazarus, who had died. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That is such a good gospel, isn't it? It is one... Um, Gosh, used to I used to um, have this selected quite often at funerals. Uh, lately, it hasn't been. Uh, people have tended to move toward John 14, but this is such a wonderful gospel. So, who who is Martha? Um, Martha and Mary and Lazarus were clearly good friends of Jesus. They lived in Bethany, which is not far from Jerusalem at all, and um, clearly Jesus would stop there quite often. Clearly, they were involved at some level in his ministry, whether that was merely a place of respite, whether that was friendship, whether that was support uh, financially or even physically along his way. But we knew that he knew them well and uh, that he would stop there often and, and that he was uh, beyond acquaintances. This is not Zacchaeus, uh, whom he went to the house to have dinner with uh, when he called him down from a tree uh, and, uh, and was just kind of a one-time affair that they celebrated his conversion. This was an ongoing relationship. Um, and we know that because 
uh, they talk about the one if, if we would have gone uh, back earlier um, when the people come to Jesus and say Lazarus is sick. The one you love is, uh, is ill. And uh, it, just, it just shows that intimacy with which they had. Now, there's another story uh, about Martha and Mary that we can kind of go to Martha and just kind of throw her under the bus. And that is, that's the story that um, Jesus goes to their place on a different occasion. And Martha, it's beautiful, Martha is serving at table. Well, Mary sits at the feet of Jesus and just listens to him. Well, Martha gets tired of kind of carrying all the water here and, and doing all the work and tries to involve Jesus uh, in, in rousting uh, her sister and saying, hey, Jesus, you know, really all of us should be doing work around here. Can you tell Mary, who's just kind of doing nothing, sitting at your feet to help out here? I'm doing all the work. I paraphrase there. Uh, and, uh, and of course, he looks at Mary and says, Martha, Martha, you are troubled about many things. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. That idea, brothers and sisters, now again, there's a hundred different ways we could go, but there is a time for action, and there is a time for contemplation. And we see in that story Martha as the one who is acting. Because you know what? Without Martha, the food wouldn't have been prepared. There would have been no meal for, for the guests, and, and the welcome that she provided uh, is, a, is a wonderful and beautiful thing. Now, she was calling for Mary to be a part of that. But there's also a time for contemplation. There's a time that we need to sit at the feet of Jesus and make sure that the action that we're doing is coming from the right place. Um, and so the, the, there's room for both. Uh, there is... We are called to be merry on occasion, brothers and sisters, and sit at the feet of Jesus and, and remember who we are, to remember uh, why we are, whose we are, uh, and, and to, to get the guidance that sitting, only sitting at the feet of Jesus can give us. But then, because of that, we move forward uh, into action. Uh, in fact, it spurs us to action. If all it does is lead to our own navel-gazing, to use that term, or, or, or you know, looking within or, or contemplating you know, uh, who God is, if that's all it leads to and it doesn't lead to actively loving, then there's a problem too. So Mar Martha carried half the, the truth with her too. But in this story today, uh, again, we see that marvelous intimacy between Mary and Martha. Jesus approaches them. Now, this is shortly before Jesus will be taken prisoner. Bethany, as I said, is near Jerusalem. They were all looking for him in Judea. Judea was the, the region in which Jerusalem resides, and so therefore re Bethany resides. And, and because they were looking for him to arrest him, Jesus avoided Judea for the longest time. Well, the, the death, the sickness and death of his friend Lazarus called him to move, uh, regardless of, of the danger that it put him in. And Martha and Mary would have known this. Uh, and so they felt close enough to Jesus to invite him there 
even in the midst of what that would mean for him. So it again shows the intimacy that Martha and Mary had with Jesus. But beyond that, when Jesus approached, Martha ran out to meet him. Uh, didn't wait for Jesus to come to her alone. And that action, brothers and sisters, let it spur us too, that we can't let Jesus do all the work here. We can't just let Jesus uh, come to us while we sit here. That there is also an action for us that we must head out and meet Jesus, even if it is only a step or two along the way, that Jesus may do 98% of that work in coming toward us, but we must move toward him as well. Um, and Martha does that and, and runs to meet him. And then her act of faith, her, her confession of faith here, Lord, almost given Jesus the dickens, you know, that, that Lazarus has passed away and this pain she's carrying. Lord, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. You know, almost like, what took you so long? I'm carrying this pain. And that's because you kind of shuffled your feet. Now, again, that may not have been the tone in which she was saying. It may have been merely saying, Lord, this is an act of faith. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Because um, I know who you are. Uh, but then she, she doesn't stop there. But she says that even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. So it's almost like she's saying, Lord, what took you so long? I know you could have healed him because I know who you are. But even now, even in this place in which he resides in death, I know God will, will do whatever you ask of him. I mean, that's an incredible statement of faith. I know what you are capable of because I know from where you come. I know who you are, and I trust that. And Jesus then speaks to him, all, speaks to Martha almost, um, you know, just in ethereal, if I, if I can use that way, uh, because he doesn't necessarily answer it um, directly, but he says, listen, your brother's going to rise. And Martha says, I know he'll rise in the resurrection in the last day. I believe in resurrection just like you do, Jesus. But she did not think he was referring to a resurrection in that moment, in, in that time period. And Jesus says, of course, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? There it is. There's Jesus, the point where he looks at her and says, listen, I'm the one. I'm life itself. I am resurrection. I am life. If you believe in me, that life will never go away. That life will always bubble up within you. Do you believe this? He turns it on her and asks her directly. And Martha does not wilt in the heat. She looks at him in the eye and says perhaps the greatest thing that, that she would say, and perhaps the greatest thing any disciple would say, here Martha becomes our role model. She looks at Christ and says, yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God the one who is coming into the world. My friends, how wonderful that statement is 
but not just because it again it is a, a moment of epiphany or a moment of clarity that she has she doesn't say it like that she says lord i have come to believe in all my interactions with you lord in all the times that I've sat at your feet and listened, in all the times I've served around you but was listening, in all the times we have had you in our house and we have shared communion and we have shared that time and that presence and that, those conversations, all those encounters, here's where I've come. I've come to believe that you are the Christ, the, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world, Brothers and sisters, this is no less of a confession of faith than Peter at Caesarea Philippi when Jesus says, and you, who do you say that I am? And the disciples fall silent and Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. This is his turn where he asks Mary, do you believe who I am? And, Mary, and Martha, excuse me, he asked Martha, he asks Martha this, and Martha rises to the occasion and says, yes, almost in the exact words of Peter. I know who you are. I've come to believe this. Brothers and sisters, it takes us far more than a moment of clarity, far more than, than a, a passing epiphany. It takes habit, and it takes routine, and it takes time and time again for us in conversation with God and opening ourselves to the presence of God to be able to say, I have come to believe more and more. And you and I, my friends, have not reached that end point yet either. Even if we may be able to say this, in the heat of the day, if Jesus were to look at us and we were not to wilt, just like Martha did not, and say, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who's coming into the world. Um, that we still do not have a fullness of understanding of who Jesus the Christ is, that there is more yet to be gleaned and gained in that relationship. Martha invites us to know that serving is part of it. It's half the truth. She invites us to know that contemplation is the other, because she listened and conversed in all those interactions. She reminds us that we need to reach out to God and go to run and know that he, we can't expect him to do all the caring and all the work. We must meet him in those labors, that we must run to him. But then we must put that puzzle all together and be able to make that statement of faith, not just to Christ, but to those others in our life, because that statement of faith leads to action. What does she do after this interaction? She runs to Mary and says, Mary, the one who you love, the teacher, is asking for you and connects Mary to Christ. No less than, than the woman at the well who after she meets Christ and knew, comes to know, by the way, uh, through that conversation, who Christ is, when she comes to know that she runs and gets the townspeople and connects them. Martha is a connector. She is a doer. But she also perceives and puts the puzzle together correctly. Martha deserves 
not only our honor on this day, on our feast day, but she reminds us of those things uh, and those ways of being uh, that, can, that can help us uh, to connect more fully to our God on this day. Let's pray. Uh, it is uh, a Wednesday, so we will pray uh, the third sorrowful mystery today. If there is someone or something for which you would like to pray, I invite you to call them to mind at this time. And so let's begin, my friends, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The third sorrowful mystery, the uh, crowning of thorns. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a wonderful feast day of St. Martha today. Blessings, thanks for coming along and uh, learning more, uh, not only about uh, God and, and Scripture, but also about some of our saints today. God's blessings on all of you.